Welcome to the PCOS Diva Podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you are ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com because there I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Today's PCOS Diva podcast guest is Melissa Christie. She is an Australian mom with PCOS and the founder of PCOS Pathways. It's an online resource dedicated to sharing knowledge with women about the many PCOS treatment options that are available. And Melissa is also the creator of the 2019 PCOS Journal, and it really is a fantastic resource for women with PCOS. It's a comprehensive and informative day planner. I think it's the first of its kind out there on the market, Um, and it's really designed to help women with PCOS manage, track, understand, and take ownership, which is so important, of their health. And I was so excited to see this project. I know Christy, um, Melissa will tell us more about um, how this planner came, um, you know, into the world and um, more about her work. But I would love for you, Melissa, to... um, Tell us about your PCOS story uh, and how it led you to, you know, start um, resources to help women with PCOS. Thank you, Amy, and thank you so much um, for inviting me to be here um, on this podcast. It's so exciting for me, and I'm I'm really grateful, and I'm you know such an admirer of um, the wonderful work that you do. So it's exciting to. Um, you know, to talk with you about this today. So um, my PCOS journey, um, well, I was diagnosed in 2012, but it was really more in um, 2015 that things really changed for me. So between 2012 and 2015, I was really actively, um, you know, treating my PCOS. But in 2015, um, my husband and I conceived our first baby, but sadly, um, I miscarried the baby at 13 weeks. And we happened to be traveling at the time. We'd been backpacking all year and we were in India. So it was a really, uh, I guess, unusual experience as well. Um, you know, there was so much grief about losing this child, but also we were in a foreign country and I needed to have surgery and 
so it was this kind of yeah it was there was a lot of layers to to this sort of experience that happened and because I was overseas you know I wasn't around my my normal healthcare practitioners and so in the aftermath of, of losing the baby you know there was all this grief but there was also and many other women with PCOS would relate to this there was there was this added layer of fear that I would well, one that I might never be able to have another or conceive another baby but also that if I did that I might have another miscarriage because women with PCOS are almost twice as likely to miscarry so I felt really really driven to want to heal my PCOS and because I wasn't around my healthcare practitioners I kind of felt like you know I was a little bit on my own I mean I had my husband I don't mean that I was alone but I mean I felt like I really had to delve into this whole PCOS thing myself and so obviously I jumped online because that's sort of the resource I had there and this was a few years ago now and there wasn't as much then and you know I, I just sort of very quickly found that it was overwhelming <laughs> there were there was a lot of information I didn't know what information I should listen to or what I shouldn't and um, I delved in deep and I you know started you know getting different supplements to try and help myself heal and I just I found that I was really lost in it all like I didn't know I didn't know what treatments were affecting what symptoms that I had and at this point I was actually still traveling like we had lost the baby in India and we had considered coming home because the next destination was Europe and I I really I didn't care about traveling anymore but we decided it would be sort of too sad to come home for that reason so we, we decided to go to Europe and it ended up being this really healing journey that was a really important part of my life but during it all I just I just didn't know I, I was just really lost I yeah like I said I didn't know what treatments were affecting what and I just remember saying to my husband like when I feel better I really want to try and contribute to you know creating support tools for women with PCOS like we deserve to have more support than this like there just wasn't there was no clarity around the condition and around what we could do and I just really wanted to contribute to changing that and so I sort of made that decision then and then went on this huge healing journey and I was lucky enough to um, conceive again five months later I um, for me Chinese medicine is what really works for my body um, and so I was able to conceive with that and I um, once I, uh, during the pregnancy I was just totally in my pregnancy um, I look back on it and wish I had harnessed the time I had a bit better but after I actually gave um, gave birth suddenly I was really filled with a lot of motivation and a lot of determination and you know when you don't have a lot of free time when you have a, a young child so I found that when I did have free time like aka when he was asleep I was really good at time management I was super motivated and I just thought this is it and I started building my website and then I thought about creating the journal and and I 
I just felt really dedicated to it. And for me, the start of the journal was going, okay, I want a chart that enables me to see what my symptoms look like every single day because my memory is terrible and I can never remember, you know, when did my acne start improving or, you know, did it start improving because I started yoga a month ago or did it start improving because I started taking vitamin D two weeks ago? You know, I wanted to be able to start to see this correlation between what was affecting what and I wanted to see actually how my symptoms were presenting every day because I just knew my own sort of memory wasn't cutting it. And so that was the beginning of the journal. I was like, okay, I want to make this chart and then just kind of grew from there and it's just been this really empowering journey where ultimately for me it's been about taking ownership of my health it's a bit about saying you know my health practitioners are absolutely important they're integral to my journey but I am you know, I'm at the head of this helm. My health is important to me. It's more important to me than it is to anyone else. You know, I care about my health more than anyone else does. So I really need to take that ownership of it and understand it. And, you know, and, and that's what I've tried to sort of put through the journal as well is just this, try to share this understanding, everything that I've learned about PCOS, about our options. And, and, and it's about sort of really beginning to understand your own body um in in quite in a lot of detail really and so the journey since create you know conceptualizing this idea has just been really wonderful because i've been able to connect with women like you who've really supported me and 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 also connecting with the pcos community this amazing community of women who you know I don't I don't think there is a more connected community out there. It's it's quite amazing when you go online and you look at our support groups and all these wonderful pages and, and Instagram accounts. I mean, we're a very connected community and I think it's because we need each other because we've we we struggle to find good healthcare and it, it leaves us feeling alone, I think. So you know, when you go online and you see how connected everyone is, it's, it's quite amazing and really powerful. And I, for that experience back in 2015, when I lost that baby, you know, I felt like I had lost all my purpose when that happened. That was the most overwhelming feeling for me. And for now, you know, I, I obviously have been very fortunate to have given birth to my son. And so him, along with you know, it turning into creating this journal and, and being in this community and connecting with all of these women, it's given so much purpose to my life. And so this awful experience really, really shaped my life. And in a way, I'm kind of, I, I'm kind of grateful for it. It's hard to say that, but it is true. Yeah. Wow, and that is such a beautiful story. There's so many parts of that that really resonated with me. Um, and, and I just, I want to thank you for, for um, you know, sharing your gifts with the world. Um, I, I think that 
you know, I agree with you that women with PCOS, you know, we're, we're very um, a connected community, but I think we're also a very creative community. And so, I mean, we all have gifts that we need to share. Um, and I think that that really helps with the healing process. And you can see how creating this journal has really helped with your healing process. Oh, ab- absolutely. It, it really has. I mean, the funny thing is, is too, like, I've, I obviously have a massive stock of these journals with me. And so I decided, even though it's dated to 2019, I actually, as soon as I got it from the printer, I just scrub out the dates and <laughs> write, you know, the 2018 dates and I've been using it. And so although it's been really helpful in my journal, even creating it, but now using it has also been really helpful mm-hmm. for me. And I've learned all these things about myself and, it's just, I don't know, it's something funny about it to me that you know, I wanted this, I, I ultimately made this journal for myself in a way. I mean, I wanted it and it, it sort of didn't exist and to actually have, have, have made it and be using it is, um, you know, it's something I'm very proud of and, and I absolutely agree with you about how creative the women in this community are and, and and how much sharing our stories really does help us. And I think that's why, you know, there are so many of us online connecting with each other. And, and when I, it's funny, when you look at the stories of women like you who've created these really incredible, helpful online resources for women with PCOS, when, you, when, when I've read the stories of the women who've created these websites, there's always this kind of um, this point in their story that's really similar where they've sort of they've been diagnosed and then they've received the you know really half-hearted health care and they've gone hold on a second you know I deserve better than this mm-hmm. and they've gone out and they've done the research and they've empowered themselves with that knowledge and taken ownership of their health and then it has been so powerful that not only have they helped themselves, they've then gone out and, you know, it's led to, you know, creating these amazing websites. And I just, I'm, I'm always trying to share um, with the women in, um, in the PCOS Pathways community just how powerful taking ownership of your health is, how powerful doing research is. And I've referenced this before saying just look at the stories of these women. Like it's so powerful that it ends up, enabling them to help other women I mean it sort of speaks for itself it's quite amazing yeah it it, it's so true and when you were when you were talking I wrote down the word deservability I think I I, maybe I made that up but um, when I was writing my book it's a theme um, it often came back to this sense of I deserve to feel good you know I deserve um, you know, my best health. Um, and, and I do think that you have to have sort of that aha moment, like, you know what, I deserve better than, than what I'm getting. Uh, and that was where, what, that was an aha moment for me. Um, you know, PCOS Steve, we're celebrating 2019, our, our 10th year anniversary. Um, and as I'm recording this podcast with you, I'm almost um, have gone over the threshold of a hundred interviews and podcasts. And, um, for me starting this interview process, it was really 
um, trying to access some of these PCOS experts um, so that I could learn and then in turn, you know, share what I was learning with, you know, other women with PCOS. And you know, I encourage if you're listening and if you feel like you have something to share and to add to the conversation or if there's something out there that, um, you know, a resource that you feel like it hasn't been created, well, go ahead and create it um, because we could all use it. That's it. That's it. We sort of, we need all the help that we can get. And often it's coming from in, from within the community. Um, and again, that just sort of speaks for itself, doesn't it? And it says mm-hmm. a lot about, about the healthcare that we're receiving, that when you look at the, the big PCOS clinics or online resources and you look at who they're run, run by, they're usually run by a woman with PCOS who said, oh, we deserve better than this and went out and created it. Yeah. Well, I want to um, shift the conversation to um, some more practical kind of tips, um, things that you found along the way in your journey that you could share with us. It's a new year and we have this great new 2019 journal um, as a resource. And one of the things um, that I, I see in your journal and is a really part of your um, practice is tracking positive habits. Um, and I would love for you to share um, maybe part of your routine and, and part of your habits with us. And, you know, maybe some of those habits are something that we can adopt to, you know, make our, um, you know, PCOS journey in 2019 more positive. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do that. And, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot about, about habits. And I mean, I've been thinking about it when creating the journey and the journal, sorry, and, um, and in the lead up to this podcast as well. Um, When I look at what my practice is, and oh my God, I'm so far from perfect. I'm such a work in progress. Um, But when I look at what I'm doing, there's kind of this overarching habit that I try to keep. And then from within that, there's some changes. And, you know, when we think about what a habit is, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a lifestyle change, really. It's something that you want to implement in your life that, that is sustainable you know it's not a fad it's not a quick fix you know it's it's not necessarily a strict diet it's something that you want to be really sustainable and so the the habit that I have really tried to implement in my life is ultimately self-care and then from within that there's more specific habits that you know, that I explore and try. And so when I say self-care, I mean, we talk about this a lot in our community about how important self-care is and how powerful it is, but it can be a lot of different things. You know, self-care can be giving yourself a foot massage. It can be, you know, not going to that event because you don't feel up to it. It, it It can be exercise. It can be a change in your diet, you know, Self-care is really about prioritizing your health. It's about, you know, deciding that you want to put your health first. You want to put it right up there. You know, you're really making this an important part of your life. And healthy habits are the same. It's you going, I want to 
I want to really make my health important to me. So I have this overarching habit of self-care in that I try to practice self-care at least once every day. And it takes shape in a, in a lot of different ways. And in the journal, if you have a copy or if you end up getting a copy, you'll find there's lots of different suggestions for how we can practice self-care and different habits that you can form. And there's um, this really nice little chart in there as well where every day you can tick off all the habits that you want to achieve, you know. So, you know, maybe a habit that you want to keep is that you take your zinc every day so you can sort of write that in there and then every day you can satisfyingly tick it off I think it's really motivating um, so some of the some of the habits that um, that I sort of explore within that overarching idea of the habit of self-care um, are things like um, actually this is probably my favorite one actually is lying a, a hot water bottle over my my abdominal area and I try to do this almost almost every evening between when I get my period and when I ovulate and for me personally I find that if I do that I actually ovulate by day 19 of my cycle which is great I mean I'm, I'm so happy with that and if I don't do that my my ovulation is often delayed there's a few other factors that come in for me but I've found that a hot water bottle is is really powerful for me and the reason is that it, it heats up the area so it actually it it brings you know fresh blood into your whole sort of reproductive area and it can help it to not be so stagnant and it kind of can invigorate the area so for me and my PCOS I have a real issue with being quite stagnant so that's what works for me it's not necessarily going to work for someone else and the thing with habits is you want to find things that are enjoyable and sustainable and that work for you you know so it's a bit of trial and error and it's definitely about you know you don't want to go in thinking that you're going to strive for perfection you know you want to I think when it comes to habits if you strive for perfection and then you inevitably stuff up you know you don't want to just throw it away and go oh it's not for me you know I don't think it's good to go in like that. I know there's a lot of things around that say, you know, it takes 30 days to form a habit or 21 days, but it's actually that that's not proven. Um, those None of those numbers are proven. But what is true is that if you do something for long enough, it will become a habit. So it, it needs to be sustainable and it needs to be enjoyable too. So I don't actually practice the same things every day necessarily. One thing that I definitely do every well I'm not perfect so I don't do it every day but I do it almost every day is in the evening when I've finished working and I want to unwind and I watch something on telly or on Netflix I do something for myself at that time because all I'm doing is watching something you know so it's very easy to watch something and give myself a foot massage or give myself a face massage or a belly massage or put that hot water bottle across my belly so it's funny like healthy habits they don't necessarily need to be something specific for me it's it's um it's a specific time of the day that I do something you know it's that evening when I'm unwinding that I can implement a habit and it doesn't need to be the same time every day. It's it's about sort of 
just practicing something that is good for me you know and and sometimes it'll be hot water bottle for two weeks in a row or sometimes it'll be a foot massage for a week in a row or it changes and I think that flexibility um, is important in terms of just not striving for that perfection you want this to be enjoyable you want this to be a sustainable lifestyle change if that makes sense I hope that that makes sense oh it's um, a, it definitely makes sense I know I call myself a recovering perfectionist because <laughs> um, it's very hard for me not to get caught up in um, yeah. oh my gosh I didn't do it today so I'm gonna throw in the towel um, yeah. I also think um, that having PCOS, um, it's a, a client of mine said it, it's like the biggest science experiment, um, and <laughs> it, it really is. That you is have to experiment with the foods that you eat, yeah. um, and you need and the supplements that you take because no, there is no one size fits all approach. And I think it's true for self care and habits too. And and I love what you said it needs to be something enjoyable. Um, yeah. As I'm recording the, the, the podcast, I'm sipping on my warm water and lemon. I know that yeah. we, we had a challenge because you're in Australia and I'm here in the States and trying to find a yeah. time that we could both, you know, it's very late for you. Um, but I always start my day with warm water and lemon because you know what? It, it's good for me. It's good for my liver um, and getting my digestive juices flowing. But most importantly, I like it. And yeah. If you don't like it, you know, don't do it. <laughs> Find <Yeah>. something else. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I was going to say that actually. Like, if the, if, you know, if you're trying to form a habit and it's, it's really important to you, and you get to that day where you didn't do it or you you haven't done it for a few days, I think there's a choice there. You know, if it's so important to you, then treat those those days as slip ups and 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 go on. You know, like be very forgiving of yourself and. And then, then keep going or try to think of another way that you could achieve this that you might enjoy more or that might be more sustainable. You know, I think we've always got that choice um, and, and they can both be positive choices. We don't need to sort of make the choice where we go, oh, I give up. You know, we can just change what we're doing. Um, you yeah. know, one of... I, I love that, um, and I and I also think um, something that's been really powerful for me in my journey is realizing that um, you're always one step away, one choice away from kind of getting back on track, whether it's mm. um, you know just taking a deep breath or um, you know trying another one of your healthy habits or having you know something healthy to eat. Um, yeah. You know, you're always one choice away. Oh, I really love that. That's really nice. <laughs> I've been um, I've been thinking lately in terms of because along with healthy habits, there's also bad habits, <laughs> and I, um, you know, I, well, a lot of us struggle with some bad habits. And um, I mean, for me personally, I am dealing with a pretty heavy food addiction, so that's sort of the bad habit um, struggle for me. But what I've been trying to think, the way I've been thinking about it lately when I sort of am faced with that choice of actually embracing a bad habit, um, I sort of think to myself, okay, well, I can take one step towards my goal or one step away from my goal. Like, which direction does this take me in? <laughs> and I don't know, it's just a little thought, but it's been helpful for me. It's been really nice. Um, but I'm also really clear about my goals so I can um, – 
that's sort of a powerful question for me when I ask that to myself, you know, does this step me towards my goal or away from it? Um, yeah, but I like what you said. That's that's really nice. It is. It's, it's, it's a choice. It's always a choice. So something that I really liked about your planner, um, because it's, you know, looking at the, the year, um, at the end of the planner, you can really reflect back on the year and ask yourself some powerful questions. Um, and, you know, we're starting a new year, but I think it's kind of a great time to um, pose some of these questions to look back at 2018. So I was wondering if you could share some of those kind of end of year assessments with us. Yeah, I would, I would love to do that. I've got it in front of me. I'm having a little look. I think I'm going to focus on there's the questions are kind of grouped into sort of different um, categories like your lifestyle, your cycle, your treatments. Um, but there's a section called your journey. Um, and one of my favorite questions is how is the relationship with your body and has it improved over the last year? I think it's, it's so important when I, um, when I when we lost um, our first baby and we were overseas, I ended up actually doing this Skype call with um, with a life coach who he was um, he was actually my yoga instructor's husband and I I vaguely had met him but I didn't really know him anyway I was quite desperate for some help because um, I was really struggling and he told me that we should treat the relationship with our body as we should treat the relationship with anybody, that we should have respect and kindness and compassion and that we should really listen to our bodies. And that was such a powerful message for me to hear. It really affected my life and it has stuck with me so much, especially the listening to my body part, you know, like, if your body says sort of gives gives those signals that it's full, you know, like try to listen rather than ignoring it. Like your body's trying to tell you something. You know, if your partner told you I'm full and then you tried to sort of shove spoonfuls of food down their throat, I mean, that would be absurd. And so just sort of having that idea that, oh, like I'm in a relationship with my body and I need to listen to it, it was really life-changing and I've really tried to incorporate through uh, that through the journal. And so that's why at the end I, I ask, you know, how is the relationship with your body and has it improved? Because it's been a real intention for me to, um, to help you improve your, the relationship with your body throughout this journal. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, I encourage you to think about that now, about 2018. Um, Another question I've got here is, um, do you have a better understanding of your PCOS? You know, when you started this year, like, what was your knowledge about PCOS, about your options and about your own experience of it? And has that changed? You know, have you, have you learnt more about yourself and, and what your triggers are? You know, like, I just recently worked out that a trigger for me is, is stress and I mean I think I knew that but I didn't realize the extent of it so I'm not even just talking about you know a busy day um, I'm talking about if I watch like a suspenseful movie and I spend two hours there like clenched up my ovulation gets delayed and I've, I've actually found that since using the journal and I've, I've found these triggers but you know I 
that that kind of really tenseness in my body actually really affects me. And it's such a small thing, but oh my god, it's it's been a really powerful thing for me to learn. So I actually now if I if I am watching a movie or anything like that, like I actually really focus on making sure like I breathe through the like intense parts of the movie and I'm not sort of so tense. So, you know, it's nice to look back on a year and say, do you have a better understanding of your PCOS? Do you do you know your triggers um, more so than when the year began, you know? And that's progress and that's motivating, you know? Progress is always really motivating, um, especially leading us into the next year where, you know, you want to improve your health more and more. You know, you want to set those, those New Year's resolutions. And, and if you can see that you've made progress this year, then then it sort of it puts you in good stead for next year. And if you feel like you haven't made progress this year, that's fine too. You know, it, it, um, I sort of encourage you to start to get pepped up for 2019 because, you know, we love a fresh start and a new year is the epitome of a fresh start, you know. So um, I definitely encourage seeking a better understanding of your PCOS and, and seeking out new healthy habits, you know, and and I, I really give testament to the fact that um, when you find one that works, it, it's it's really life changing. And the idea is to keep to keep seeking them out. I mean, I earlier this year in February, I made all these changes to my diet, and one of them included not eating after dinner. And the other changes I made have fallen to the wayside, but that one just stuck. It just it just worked and now it's not even, I don't try to do that. It's automatic and um, I'm really grateful that I did it because I know how healthy it is to do that. And so you're going to have wins like that and and if things don't work, that's okay. Just, you know, try something else and, and really feel proud of the ones that do stick like I feel right now. <laughs> Yeah, and and I um I agree with the not eating after dinner that that has mm-hmm. been really um, created such a shift for me um, mm-hmm. and the way that I feel and my weight as well. Um, yeah. But the the questions um, mm-hmm. about your journey, you know, yeah. do you have a better understanding about your PCOS? Um, how is your relationship with your body? I think it could be helpful too to kind of reverse engineer that, like. Think about how you want to feel at the end of 2019 and journal about that. Um, That's really you nice. know, yeah. And then work, you know, then that's kind of becomes your goal to work towards, you know, having a better relationship with your body, having, um, you know, a better viewpoint of PCOS. I know in the beginning of our podcast, you mentioned that you feel like it's almost a blessing. I don't want to take the words out of your mouth. Um, no, is that, is that what, yeah. Um, yeah. like, can you imagine if you set that as your goal, like to feel by the end of this year that PCOS is a blessing? Um, mm. like how different would you approach 2019 if that was kind of your end end goal? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and the funny thing is like, I mean, I did say that PCOS has turned into a blessing for me and it, and it's not just because of of what I talked about earlier, but it's also because I have such a greater understanding of my body, which mm-hmm. has enabled me mm-hmm. to really connect with myself as a woman. I said this recently, like in a strange way, it's like grown me up a bit. 
I, I, I love knowing about my cycle. I love understanding that about how my body works, and it it makes me really sink into the experience of being a woman on this planet. You know, we a lot of the time there's such a disconnect with um you know with our cycle and. I know certainly for me, before I was diagnosed with PCOS, I had no, I had no understanding of what my cycle was doing. I had no connection to it whatsoever, and so that has been such a blessing to learn that and to really fall into that, you know, that experience of of being a woman. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a perfect place to to end the podcast. Um, I'm just so grateful that you came on, Melissa. Um, and if people want to learn more about your journal and the work that you do with um, PCOS Pathways, can, can you tell us how we can find more, uh, more about it? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, you can go to my website, pcospathways.com. And if you go pcospathways.com slash shop, you will um, go through to the page where you can purchase the journal. And um, the journal comes in a few different ways. So there's a, um, a digital downloadable and printable version. Um, and then there's, you know, the physical journal. Um, and then there's also a little bundle there that's got the journal and also an ebook of um, of Dr. Gretchen Kibaki's um, PCOS uh, Mood Cure as well. So... There's a few different options there, and um, yeah, I, I hope that um, you check it out. You know, if it interests you. I mean, for me, the journal is—it's—it's it's, you know, when you make that New Year's resolution that you know, 2019, you're going to improve your health. For me, the journal is just a—it's like a physical embodiment of that decision. You know, it's going okay in 2019. I'm gonna, I'm gonna prioritize my health, and I've got this kind of this companion to go on the journey with me. So. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Amy. It's been really nice. Oh, well, thank you. And and I'll be using my journal this year. So um, <laughs> yeah. looking, forward, looking forward to it. Um, yeah. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I so appreciate you being here. And I look forward to being with you again on another podcast very soon. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you might be listening to the show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes. I love to hear from you. And if you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCOSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Goodbye.